1: and welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Again, recording on the road tonight, uh, I'm recording this at night, so you'll hear it first thing in the morning. But that's why if you're watching on YouTube, I've got some nice pictures in the background. Listen, only the best for you, the guest. And, and, and we we like to do the virtual background, but sometimes it's it's not possible but it's about the guest. It's not about the background. It's about the guest. And this guy right here, I tell you what, he is an author, a publisher, a visionary. I like that. A visionary. I wish people would call me a visionary. But he's also the host of the Inforum <laughs> podcast that you can hear wherever you get podcasts. And that's my friend Ryan O'Neill who joins me on the Intentional Courage podcast. Ryan, what's good? How you doing?
0: Oh, man. Life, love, the Lord, all good. All good being a guest on your podcast you my friend absolutely have, awesome
1: you my friend have that barry white thing going on man and i am very <laughs> jealous I, I i just hey uh, one, one time one time man would you just go hello baby oh
0: <laughs> hello hello my darling yes sir hello, yes sir <laughs> We I can that. turn it on, but it, it comes natural, and sometimes it's I'm a little shy when when I'm asked to turn it on. but My man, hey, when man, when I when you have a a, gift.
1: when you have the pipes that you've got, I'd turn it on all the time. So, <laughs> hey, Ryan, let's let's start here. I love the way you you were, we were talking about. Let, let's start here. We, you were talking about being a visionary, and and, and and again, I'll use the scripture, and 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 we. You know the intentional encourager podcast is not really a christian-based podcast although i am a christian Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but but there is a scripture that says this there's a scripture that says where there is no vision the people perish and so why do you think vision has been lost in our society today i want to get your perspective on that because i feel like Mm -hmm. we're too much of a short-sighted society instead of being a visionary society why do you think that is what do you see that we can do differently to change how we think about vision
0: well i believe you hit two words short-sighted um when we think about vision people usually think about the physical eyes but the vision is in your mind the vision is what you see that you haven't seen yet ultimately called faith now I actually got the title from one of my, uh, one of my team members a long time ago. Um, she introduced me to someone and she mentioned the word visionary. I had no idea of what it meant at that moment, but after she said it, I had to go, okay, well, I need to find out what, you know, what that that entails. So her reason for calling me a visionary was because I was trying to Launch a nonprofit that dealt with uh, domestic violence. I was successful in a publishing uh, in publishing a magazine that was community-based, and I was also um, very effective in the red carpet celebrity circuit in Atlanta. Um, and it was just things that I was doing that she felt like no one else had been done, like the magazine that we we published is based on people that do work in community and don't have a voice. So she had never seen that because she'd seen celebrities on covers. But my method was to choose people that are doing very good. Yeah. However, they don't get a voice. And we published on that, that platform. Now, when I realized the visionary part of what I do, it was because God had planted this seed in me. Never had any full training, never had any full schooling. I was able to publish a magazine and it reached nine countries across the world with no training, no formal schooling or anything. So when I got to the point of asking her, why did she say that? She said the same thing. She said, there's a lot of things that you do that are not being done now.
1: Well, Ryan, here's here's where where we I love what you're talking about, because a lot of people feel like that they have to pour thousands of dollars into two <laughs> things and and they have to do this and they have to do that to to create buzz and to create mm-hmm. marketing and things like that. And I've always said this about the Intentional Encourager podcast. The Lord will take this podcast further and take it to places that I cannot. And, and, and because I'm a Christian and because I have faith and that doesn't mean that there won't be failures in life. That will mean yeah. that doesn't mean, you know, people say, well, I, well, I'm a Christian and I want to run a business. Well, that doesn't make it fail proof. It just means that you have faith and, and, but I love what you said there about taking that, that ball and running and giving people a voice that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have a voice. And we've got mm-hmm. people, listen, that, that is so profound because you would think that most people today would have a voice because of all the social media platforms. Why do you think there are people that still don't have a voice in either in their community or in their, maybe in their church or in their family? What keeps people from having a voice for themselves? Well,
0: One of the things that I've, I've rested on for such a long time now is, is, uh, Muhammad Ali quote, and I heard him say, when you do things good, people forget when you do things bad, people remember. So if you're doing things good, nine out of 10, you're not going to get the publicity that a celebrity would, you know?
1: So, hey, I the, thought for a minute you were gonna drop float like a butterfly and sting.
0: <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I ain't that skilled yet. <laughs> that was the younger me. <laughs> but um, man, but that's, that's Ali's
1: spo- Well, I'd never heard that. forgive me for jumping in there. Oh, i no, never heard good. that that Ali quote before. Oh yeah, because we 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 associate Ali. With that quote I just dropped, like a butterfly, sting like a bee, there's nobody right. greater than Muhammad Ali. And, right, and he right. had a way with words, but that's so profound what you said there. How does one, again, let me step back and forgive me for, for jumping in there. Oh, you're good. But But how does one find that greater inner voice that is strong and powerful within them?
0: you 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 can't you have to listen to god's spirit you i never made any efforts to find any of the thing that god blessed me with i when i found myself when i found my spirit my relationship with god i realized that the most important thing i could do is nothing it's listen and listening is just sitting there man um taking in what your heart has been, what's been shared with your heart, that you believe God has shared with your heart. Um, I started with like, I started with a cleaning service, man, with $200, a cleaning machine and a cleaning service. Someone bought me a camera, which pushed me into taking pictures. I started taking pictures. I got into the, the whole idea of media. Someone gave me another opportunity to franchise a magazine. The magazine did okay, but it didn't do well. And my spirit, my spirit was just pushing me. You know what? You are a leader. You can do this on your own. I worked with the the franchise for about seven or eight months. From that point, I started on my own. Of course, with God's word. And he gave me the vision. He gave me the unction. He gave me the, the will to say, oh, I like this. I love what I'm doing, man. It's, it's showcasing these people. It's helping people that other people won't necessarily hear about. And that concept, listen, I had, I had not done any major research on that concept other than listening, Yeah. other than listening. You know, and when it was planted, it was successful. Well, now, it was it was meant failure, to be successful, yeah. I believe so. The failure is well, I'm I'm not even gonna say failure because we're not finished with it yet. Right. The setback was the nonprofit. It's called the Reach for Peace Foundation, and it focuses on uh domestic violence for men and women. We've done one conference in 2015 in Atlanta. And it was mild, it didn't have very much success. And we kept going. We were doing, uh, actually we were traveling to different cities, Birmingham, New Orleans, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, Atlanta, um, uh, what's the other, a couple of other cities in Atlanta. And we were hosting a community help drive is what we called it, where we collected clothes, we built a relationship with the local, uh, Covenant house or something like that. And we collected goods, food, money, and we donated it to them. And we came back to our, our station to our mm-hmm. local and waited to do it again. Yeah. Um, none of that was me. I can happily uh, confess that none of that was me. It was my listening and my hearing in my spirit. You can do this now. Just like you said, there's gonna be some setbacks, but you have to know that you can pay attention to those setbacks and make sure that those don't happen again, which will bring you to your success. We're still working on the Reach for Peace Foundation and we ain't giving up (laughs) because he's got a lot for us in that that arena.
1: everybody brian sexton prices are going up by the day we've got to find ways to increase our household revenue now a couple ways you could do that is one you could go and ask your boss for a raise but if that doesn't work Ryan, here's the thing that that I, that that really strikes me, and I love what you said there about the setbacks and and paying attention to those setbacks. Mm-hmm. What, what I what I feel that that we're we're what I believe and what I see and what I sense is that that people today do not deal well with setbacks. They don't encourage themselves through setbacks. No and and i like what you I, I really like the organization reach for peace because peace is is something that that it, it, it's nice to say well you know it, it's like the beauty pageant right mm-hmm. I, I want world peace well yeah. you know that but but here's the thing is that real peace only comes from the lord and it's hard to have peace when there is is division and chaos and discord yeah. that surrounds yeah. us and, and Ryan let me say this let me go here for just a second mm-hmm. there are some that that don't that that really would not like to have you and I be in harmony together oh of course not it, it, because again. I'm a white male, you're a black male. They, there are some people that don't want us to, to come together. Mm-hmm. But 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 here's the thing that I'll tell you is now more than ever before, we all need to come together. Oh yeah. As, as one oh, yeah. people, as one one as human beings, first and foremost created in the image of Almighty God, first and mm-hmm. foremost. We need to come together. We need to get community, and I'm not trying to get political or anything like that. But mm-hmm. man, if we could get our communities together, we could start solving problems that Washington D.C. Are, is still trying to figure it out. But but you know, exactly. again, I, I just love that reach. Tell me, tell me what 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 with that Genesis. I, I want to go here for just a minute, where that Genesis for Reach for Peace came from with you, and 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 the burden that you felt to do that.
0: Well, I've witnessed domestic violence on more than one occasion. Um, Family members, um, friends, and the thought of doing something about it, you always get that little nagging voice going, you're just you, what are you gonna do about it? And I always pretty much hear that voice, but I don't listen to it, you know? Yeah. Um, And it, it prompted me to actually move as I've always, uh, I believe I've always been someone that, that was an action person. Uh, The the guy that offered the franchise to me said in a meeting with a couple of other franchisees, um, we were planning something and he said, you know what, y'all can't tell Ryan that you want to do this and don't do it because Ryan is going to do it. And I, man, it made me feel so good that he said that because you never know who's watching. So with Reach for Peace, our our design was to have a weekend without violence. And if you know about the Saints, the New Orleans Saints at all, the year they won the Super Bowl, this is a, a major, a major seed in why we're doing the Reach for Peace. The year they won the Super Bowl, there were two acts of violence that whole weekend. Two. Two. In 72 hours, only two. And I got the idea that, okay, well, if the distraction is a good time, why not focus on a weekend, a dinner or gala Friday night, a concert for adults and kids on Saturday, and a forum where people can actually speak, um, city government, mayors, uh, police, all of, and speak with an actual audience of people that will listen. That's the that's still our goal for the Reach for Peace Foundation. We want to do a weekend. And we want to do it in every city, every year. If it's if it's something that God gives me as a concrete, it's my my thought. But if yeah. it's something that He gives me as a concrete, then we want to do that at least once a year in each city, in each major city.
1: Well, Ryan, here and, here's the beautiful part that I see about that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you mentioned the Saints winning the Super Bowl, and I'm a huge football fan. Mm-hmm. Would have liked to have seen my Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl this year, <laughs> but but it didn't but it didn't happen. But but here's what I'm talking about. There, there are black New Orleans Saints fans, there's Hispanic New Orleans Saints fans, there's Asian mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints fans, there's oh, yeah. white New Orleans Saints fans. And when their team was in the Super Bowl, everybody was coming together. If you're rooting exactly. for the Saints and I'm rooting for the Saints, we're on the same team. Exactly, and we're high fiving each other, and we're 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 hugging each other and things like that. And I don't understand at times if if a football game, to your point, a football game, or a concert, or some event can bring people together. Why can't they stay together?
0: I believe our me right this moment atmosphere is a huge detractor for that. Um, People want what they want like right now. And if they don't get it in the the exact color, the exact size or the exact way that they want it, it's garbage or it's trash. And I I, I don't want to offend, but I can attribute that to mostly the younger generation because people in our age group, uh, we kind of know we have kind of had that ideology that, well, you know what? If it was for me, I would have gotten it. If it's not for me, the Lord said I could. Hundred And I need to I need to yes, I need sir. to follow that, you know? Yes. And yes. we have we've been through it. <laughs> we've been through it. All of it. They haven't yet. They haven't seen their own potential. And for me, I found my peace with with God found my peace with God through Jesus Christ yeah um in my late 20s very early 30s maybe in that six, you know maybe 6 years between mid 20 25 and 32 33 or something like that and i started to really do a lot of reading bible um research stories of people that have have made strides in changing literally changing America for what it was. yeah. And a lot of it impressed upon me, like, and and I say this with delicacy, like you weren't aware of the the Muhammad Ali quote, man, this guy has some, when I say prolific words, he has prolific words. And those kinds of things are what I believe shaped me. Well, they're including trans- my relationship with them. yeah, ahead. Ryan.
1: They're tra- Forgive me for interrupting you. They're, they're transcendent.
0: Ahead. Yeah, they
1: yeah. they resonate with all walks of life and all different races of people and all different age groups of people. You know, again, wisdom. It, wisdom is universal. Wisdom, you know, wisdom hits everybody. You know, and and you know, I, I think I said. I I might've said this on your podcast when I was on, on it, that, Mm -hmm. that we're all equals at the the cross of Calvary. Oh yeah. There's not, there's not, you know, no matter your economic status, no matter your race, your, your color, your creed, whatever at Calvary, we're all equals and heaven's not going to be segregated. It's going to be for all of us because we're all equal and we're all children of God in his eyes and and i love that and and you're right the me atmosphere says well this person isn't like me or they're not as good as me at this or they're not this or that and and man that is such foolish thinking i i I would be remiss before we told your story I would be remiss if I didn't mention your fantastic podcast, The Informed Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank and, you. And, and folks, um, Ryan allowed me to be a part of that podcast talking about the evolution of dad. But I, I wanted to make just a quick mention of that podcast, not mention it again at the end of this conversation. But Ryan, I want to hear your story for just a few minutes. and, and, and Okay. You, I know domestic violence is something – that, that has touched you personally and so mm-hmm. uh take a few minutes go back as far as you want to go and really tell us your story
0: oh man um one of the things that always sticks out to me is that uh people perceive what they see and not who i am um i'm a project i'm, I'm a product of three housing projects here in new orleans when i grew up and I always get, you don't sound like you, you're from New Orleans, or you don't look like, you don't act like you're, you're from the project. We have everything that we want at our grasp. We have to want it though. And my, my mother, my grandmother who was a, a very strong influence in my life instilled in me that there's nothing that I can't do. And there's nothing that I can't have if I truly want it, if I wanna work for it, if I believe in what I'm seeing and I apply my faith, nothing can. I I, I have reached for everything. So with that, with that positivity um, for me growing up, being an only child, um, I was exposed to a lot of adult conversation. So my mind was grown up like when I was in my teens and I was privy to a lot of information that a lot of kids in my area would not be or my age. So I started started just kind of working, you know, the little jobs that I could do around New Orleans and just keeping myself busy with good things, keeping myself busy. And I fell to the side at one point, but my grandmother with her hands and her strong mind uh, pulled me back inside you know, and she pulled me back inside to reality. And from that point on, um, I would basically, I would do anything that would make my, like my, my family uh, laugh, happy stuff, tell jokes, fall down, crack up. And seeing people smile, seeing people laugh, and believing that God has given me something that I can use It made me want to do more for people.
1: Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. You know, dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy, Brad, has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters kentucky derby the super bowl even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team but you just didn't know how to do it brad's your guy and oh by the way brad's a certified bucket list coach so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well i want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907 and by the way tell him you heard it on the intentional Encourage podcast let's get back to more great conversation here on the intentional Encourage podcast
0: which brought about, fast forward, um, my cleaning service, uh, which turned into media, turned into to the magazine, and witnessing the, 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 um, the domestic violence turned into the Reach for Peace Foundation. So with those things, having those things, it gave me more of a confirmation of my grandmother's words. You can do anything. You have the power to do anything that you truly want to do, but do you really want it? And she asked me that question and I, I understood perfectly. And I knew that at that point you had to work. So Ryan has been a worker. Ryan has been a worker for uh, about 50 years now, you know, and enjoying the things that I did, God allowed me to have jobs, God allowed me to have projects and things that I truly enjoy doing. Yeah. And you know, they always say, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no.
1: I I wanted to ask you just if I could, just for a moment, I wanted to step Mm -hmm. back because a lot of people will identify with what you were talking about with the projects Mm -hmm. that you grew up in New Orleans. And there's a lot of there's a lot of projects in different places and things like that and yeah. and I think we saw a side of New Orleans 15 16 years ago when Katrina came through yeah yeah that really exposed the 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 need for better housing in in those areas and things like that because yeah. man in in 24 hours you had people that were wiped out I mean, you had people that were were totally wiped out. When you think about growing up in the projects and things like that and where you are today, where you came from and where you are today, what's one lesson that you took from growing up in the projects that you say, man, no matter where I go in life or what I do in life, I'm never forgetting this.
0: Pay attention to words but pay more attention to hands. Um, people can talk a really good game, but it's what they do that matters. And a, a quick story, my, one of my teammates would always have to kind of lament me and say, you know what, you may be a person that always calls people back when they call you, but everybody doesn't do that. I said, okay, I'm not everybody. I don't care if I call you, I simply expect you to call me back. Don't leave me off and let me hang for like two or three days. Then I'm no longer interested in whatever project we had. And she would be like, you can't do that. And I'm like, the yes, same way, it. Ryan. If somebody texts
1: me, if somebody <laughs> yeah. texts me, I respond. If somebody calls me, I'm telling you, I try to call them back. Yeah. My dad was like that. My dad taught me if somebody calls you, you have the courtesy to call them back.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's important because you want to let that that person know if, even if you don't accept whatever project or whatever they're doing or whatever they're offering you you want to let them know that you did hear them and one of the one of the other things is you you have to realize that everybody wants to be heard not even necessarily seen everybody wants to to have their voice heard and appreciated so when you feel, when you when you get to that point of, okay, you know, this person is talking to me, but I really don't know what to do with what she's giving me, but I can still listen to her and let her know that her time yeah. is valuable to me, even though I don't accept her project or accept what she's giving. Her time, make sure that you let that person know their time is very valuable with you. And even if it's on a small scale, you will be remembered you will definitely be remembered as someone that simply listened and paid attention. And that's, that's the crux of what most people really want. They just want to be heard and they just want to be paid attention to.
1: Speaking of being heard and paying attention to, I got to step back here for just a minute. I'm curious Mm -hmm. about your upbringing. I'm curious about growing up with mom and grandma. What was one thing your mom or your grandma said that you still remember and hold on to to this day, that those
0: words will never leave you? Don't lie. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> Listen, I can hear. I still hear my grandmother say these words. I hate a liar. Oh, my dad was the same way. My dad oh, said, if man. you say it on it, if you say oh, it on it. Yeah. That's it. Responsibility, accountability. I, I, t- like I said, today I'm 56 years old.
1: Yeah. I'd be 50 <laughs> Yeah.
0: Today I still can hear clearly yeah. those words of my grandmother. Don't so, lie. So Whatever you've you led do. teams
1: though. Let me ask you this. Let's, let's mm-hmm. step, let's step out of your story for a minute because you're okay. really, you're di- you're taking us someplace that's really good. So let me, let me ask you this as <laughs> a people leader, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a, a publisher, why do you think most people want to shirk responsibility? I'm sure you've led people that that that, that didn't want it. Oh, well, that wasn't my fault, or yeah, you know, things like that. What what do you see that that? Because again, your grandma said, "Man, I hate a liar." My dad always said, "If you say it, own it." It, it was about instilling the 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 factor of being a man of your word, being someone that can be counted on and depended on. So why don't you, what, what, what do you see in people today that makes them reticent to, to carry that kind of weight on them?
0: Well, I, I believe it goes back to the me right now, the microwave. Uh, what about me type, type situation that, that makes people feel like, um, if it's not theirs, they don't have to pay 100% attention to it. You know, it's not important if it's not. And I hear that, I've heard that on certain jobs that I've worked in the past, where, you know, people will be more in tune to leaving work that they signed up for, as opposed to being responsible enough to finish whatever the job is. And uh, with me, I have ran into those people that were not so, uh, convinced that my vision was a good vision and, uh, another thing that I I've heard, uh, from I'm thinking either Nelson Mandela or, um, Gabi, that people are not going to see your vision the way you see your vision they're going to see what fits for them and wherever they're headed so in the in light of of how responsible people are today you have to put your vision where they can reach it yeah and if you do put it where you believe they can reach it and they don't accept it then it's time to move on yeah and it's that simple um, I always try to be very explanatory, uh, always very lucid in saying things to my team so they, they know that I, I want to put them in an understanding place of what we're doing. And it's only been a couple in my years of doing business that, that were not on board. And I, hey, that couple didn't change the dynamic of where we were going at all. Yeah. But it revealed to me that this is who they are and I can't I can't be, grunt, be gruntled about uh, who another person is. I have to accept that and respect the fact that that's where they're they're going. Yeah. But it keeps me going straight. So to 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 directly address why people don't, it's responsibility. It's accountability. I heard something somewhere once that, where it says people want to be grown until it's time to tell the truth, be accountable. <laughs> yeah. And and what was the other one? She said. I can't remember what she said, but people want to be grown up until it's time to be accountable, tell the truth, and own own your responsibilities.
1: Well, I listen. I was that reminds me of a quote that that I heard my son. I was telling my son this the other day. Uh, my son's a, a baseball fan like I am, and I was telling him about mm-hmm. Ricky. I was telling him about Ricky Henderson, the the great Oakland A's outfielder, Ricky Henderson. Mm-hmm. Ricky Henderson breaks the all-time stolen base record. He holds the base up over his head. He wants a microphone and he said, "Today I'm the greatest of all time." And it's like, okay, well, that that summed up Ricky Henderson because you know, the the only guy in sports that I ever heard refer to himself all the time in the third person. Ricky Henderson
0: yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Ricky Henderson
1: always referred to himself in the third person. But again, (laughs) it goes back to what you were saying a minute ago about the me generation and about what's important to me and and how can I make myself look better even when I drop the ball. You know, the great players will always accept responsibility for a fumble. You don't want a teammate when he drops the ball to say, we didn't throw it in the right spot or – if if it, it was the ball was slick or something like that, every great player that I've ever seen always takes responsibility when they drop the pass or they fumble.
0: My biggest my biggest piece of intentional encouragement would be to pay attention to tomorrow. Live in today, allow today to fall, and pay attention to tomorrow. It holds your peace. And it also holds your
1: pain. My goodness, that is so good. Ryan, tell folks how they can connect with you. uh, Find your podcast, man. Uh, man, Just just take a quick moment and tell folks how they can connect with you.
0: Well, the podcast is the Inforum podcast. It's on Apple, um, Lisbon and a couple of other uh, YouTube and a couple of other uh, uh, platforms uh the website is www.mediagroupcells.com m-e-d-i-a-g-r-o-u-p-s-o-u-t-h.com um there is also mindset and motivation uh also on various platforms you can follow um I'm all over the place, man. Sometimes I don't even know where, but uh, I'm trying to to just saturate with this positive energy that God has given me.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you decided to to spend a few minutes here, and, and I can't thank you enough for it. And Same again, here, man. go check out the Inforum podcast. And again, that's com if you want
0: to connect with Ryan yes, sir. in a deeper, in a yes, deeper way.
1: Ryan O'Neal, thank you so much for joining me on the Intentional Courage podcast.
0: Truly appreciated, it, Brian. It's not the end, buddy. Not the end.